You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Ooh, man, you can you can tell I'm excited. You can tell I'm really, really excited about wrestling this week. Whereas, you know, sometimes I'm not as excited. I'm, I'm not as uh, happy. I'm not as, you know, um, enthusiastic, as you could say, about pro wrestling. But, man, how can you not be happy to be a pro wrestling fan after this week so a lot of this is just going to be me geeking out over AEW Grand Slam and a little bit of AEW Grand Slam uh, Rampage Grand Slam Um, man I fucking love AEW so much Um, I I I mentioned last week you know um, we had the Man of Steel Mike Verno on the podcast and I mentioned that I was at the show in Newark, and um, Sean and I, uh, Sean and I, I should say, were texting uh, throughout the week, and you know he randomly got off on uh, on Wednesday night. He said, you know, his boss needed to work Friday, so he's like, so I'm giving you Wednesday off, and he's like, I don't, CJ, like I don't, if, if this isn't a sign, I don't know what is. So we're thinking about it, thinking about him, and I'm like this over the weekend, I'm like, dude, fuck it, let's go. Let's go to the show. I am so going to regret not going to this show. We have to go. So we did, and this was one of the best decisions I ever made in my entire life as a wrestling fan. Oh, my God. Like, where do, where do we fucking begin? Oh, shit. Okay, so Sean and I reunited once again uh, for the second week in a row. Uh, this is the most I've seen Sean in, like, a year. So this is pretty cool. Um you know, we uh, we met up out over by Arthur Ashe Stadium. We parked our cars. We walked over to the stadium, and man, the crowd! It was a packed crowd, twenty thousand plus people strong in Queens the other night. Um, you know, it was just a really really fun fun time. Um, I do uh, before I get into my little um, before I get in- into my uh, my review of the show. I, uh, I do have a, a special little announcement to make. So I um, I was thinking to myself, you know, I've been doing this podcast uh, for about, let's see, since I think 2018, 19, 20, 21, for about three years now. I've been doing this podcast for about three years. And not once have I been able to get anything up on YouTube. I think you know where I'm going with this. Very soon, uh, I'm going to be releasing on YouTube my experience, uh, a little vlog of my time at AEW Grand Slam slash Rampage. Uh, I kind of wanted to wait. I kind of want to wait till uh, Rampage is over. So that's why I haven't necessarily I haven't posted anything yet. I was just only at the show. Uh, the other night, so give me some time. But uh, but Sean and I are reunited. We were talking about the show. We were I was taking lots of video. So this is uh, this is uh, the podcast YouTube debut is coming very soon. 
I just wanted to make that special announcement. Uh, be on the lookout for it. Uh, follow us on at TNAWP on Twitter and the Not Another Wrestling Podcast on Instagram for updates as to when that video is going to drop. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss it. It's. Uh, I feel like it's something we should have done a long, long time ago in the podcast, and we just haven't. So, so yeah, the podcast debut will be making uh, very soon, and it'll be recapping uh, a vlog of AEW Grand Slam. But let's talk about AEW Grand Slam. Let's talk about AEW Grand uh, Dynamite Grand Slam. So, we were all the card that we got for this. So, we got Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho for the women's championship. Sting and Darby Allen versus FTR. Uh, MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, what else we have here? We had Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black. And we had Kenny Omega, the AW World Champion, versus Brian Danielson in Brian Danielson's first AEW match against Kenny Omega. Like, like you know, if you told me like a few weeks earlier this year that, you know, he'd be made of any WrestleMania, he'd have and he'd be he would be in the the biggest hype match in AEW's biggest television show of the year. I, I I would just tell you, you know, what are you smoking, dude? Because I need some of it. How how are you seeing it th- coming up with this shit? But it's the truth, man. We're living in a reality where like where we got this match, and let's just let's just talk about it real quick. Let, let's just talk about it because. It is the biggest thing about coming out this week. I would say the biggest positive news coming out this week so far. Um, so, you know, Sean and I are at the arena, and we're walking through. Um, you know, we uh, – one thing that was very cool, kind of funny, you know, we were walking past and getting ready to go into the arena, and uh, there was some guy in a suit and a cardboard box on his head, and he was just signing autographs. People taking pictures of them. I'm like, who the fuck? What the fuck is that over there? And some guy goes, "Oh, that's Kip Sabian. This is new gimmick." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." Um, no, I didn't get a picture of Kip Sabian or autograph with him. I just uh, wanted to go inside. Not that I don't like him. I just I wanted to go inside. Want to get my seat, man. Want to go inside. Um, so we were there. You know, took some videos, took some pictures, and uh, the. Just the whole setting of it looked great. You know, me and Sean's seats were, uh, I mean, we were up there, but still, we had a pretty, we had a great view of the the ring. Uh, we got to see them uh, from behind the stage of them coming, of the wrestlers coming through the baby face and uh, heel tunnels. That was really cool. So as they were showing on the Jumbotron of the, uh, of the matches still to come, and then when we saw Omega and Danielson, uh, up next, I was like, oh my god, they're doing, because we've seen this with Pac and Omega, we've seen it before, it's, um, it, it, it was, you know, there's no commercials in the first 30 minutes of, of, of AEW Dynamite, so that was very smart, that was very smart of AEW to do this, so I put a, a few polls on Twitter, uh, the day of the show, uh, I asked, you know, you guys, uh, I said, AEW Grand Slam is tonight, this is on t- at TNAWP, by the way. T and at TNAWP. Uh, AW Grand Slam is tonight. What match are you looking forward to the most? I mean, in a landslide, it's like 55% of the vote was Omega Danielson. 10% was Ruby and Britt. Uh, 15 was Rhodes and Black. And 20 was FTR and uh, Sting and Darby. And I also asked, who's who wins tonight? Tonight's main event. Uh, Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson. 67% of the vote of you guys said Brian Danielson. But that's not what happened. I have to give a big shout out to. Let's get this nice uh, this guy's name here. 
Uh, at Spaco, uh, he said uh, they per- this person said neither time limit tie, and I said I didn't think about that either way. This is going to be a, a match of the year contender, and he replies I. I doubt they would want Kenny to lose, nor would they want Danielson to lose in this first outing. And AEW doesn't really like doing DQ, so time limit draw seems likely. So, Sacco, uh, sorry, Spaco, yes, yes, my friend, you were absolutely right. Here is your shout-out. Uh, you were absolutely right. A time limit draw is what happened, but still, this does not take away how fucking good this match was. Like I, I this this was a again this was a match of the year contender for me, like everything we see here like you know we're, we're getting we're not just we're getting we got like this was like New Japan Kenny Omega this was this was the best bout machine this was the god of professional wrestling this is the Kenny Omega we we learned to love watch in New Japan and we we fantasized and dreamed of him having a match against Brian Danielson and we just we just never thought it could happen and, and it has you know Brian was working such a great job as the babyface his tremendous selling people thinking that his wrist was actually broken but he's just a really really great seller uh you know able to mix his 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 what he learned in WWE and and his and his persona as the American Dragon like it's it was just hard hitting kicks and chops v triggers you know the 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 running knees well actually Brian didn't hit a running knee but but Kenny hit a uh, long v trigger which kind of was a running knee um you know the 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 counters like just it's amazing that these this is their first match together in AEW. It's not their first match ever. They've had matches together on the indies before. I mean, I think we can all remember the the infamous you know thumb wrestling and you know uh, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt uh, little dance in PWG. Uh, for those of you who remember it or know what it is, if you don't know what that is, then you need to go on YouTube right now. Look up Kenny Omega Brian Danielson PWG. And you'll find it. Um, this was just just stellar, man. I mean, I. I, I we me, Sean and I both have gone on record that this is like Bailey versus Sasha Banks at NXT Takeover Brooklyn One is the best match we have ever seen live, and I asked Sean about that, and um, you know it's hard to say. Me personally, I, I don't know what to say. I I don't know because both of them were great. You know, could you say Bailey and Sasha because you know it was I mean I mean it's apples and oranges here, people, but but what they did here, you know, making both guys look incredible, neither one of them losing anything because again, it's their first match in the company. Well, it's Danielson's first match in the company. Kenny is the champion. You can't necessarily have either guy lose here or look stupid. Which typically AEW doesn't do. They all guys almost all their guys in the roster look great. But this was a perfect way to do it. One of my favorite things in the entire match was when Brian was um, had Kenny in a, I think, in a submission, and Kenny had the ropes, and the ref goes one, two, three, four, and then Brian just stops him and just pulls up his hand, and puts up the five. I'm <laughs> the nice fucking callback to him and Samoa Joe. Oh man, I popped big for that, man. I popped big for that little just that tiny little little Easter egg there. The tiny little Easter egg. You know, like I know some people were legitimately worried for Brian Danielson, but but man, he he's just fucking great seller, dude. 
He is just a great seller. Um, th this match is like up there with match of the year for me. You know, my favorite matches I've seen so far this year have been this uh, Omega versus Pack versus Cassidy, double or nothing. Um, the the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros and all out. Uh, Reigns versus Edge versus versus Brian at uh at Mania. Roman versus Brian at the end of SmackDown earlier this year. Like the matches have just been just been stellar, and it's. You gotta you gotta fucking put Brian Danielson up there as one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Uh, I mean, he always has been, he always will. But it's like you know, to me, top three best wrestlers in the world right now are Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, and Roman Reigns. Like those three guys are the best wrestlers in the world right now. Uh, just just stellar, stellar fucking work, man. Props to both these guys. Uh, the the after the match too was a lot of fun. You know, you know. Apparently, people on, uh, at home were having trouble hearing Justin Roberts for how much time was left in the match. Uh, we in the crowd also had some trouble hearing the the, the how much time um, was left in the match as well. Like uh, we we um, we heard like something minutes remaining, um, and then you know they rang the bell and you know the. Uh, you know, uh, this is a draw. And then the Young Bucks and Adam Cole come out. Then Jurassic Express and Christian Cage come out. You know, to set up their uh, Rampage six-man tag match they have, which would be airing tonight, which was later that night in the tapings. Um, overall, like I gotta this 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 whole thing was a five out of five segment, a five out of five match. Just just an incredible, incredible performance for both these guys, and it just makes me want to see it even more it makes me want to see these guys wrestle even more um i don't know if they'll go again at the pay-per-view i have no idea but we'll have to wait and see uh next that happened on the show was uh cm punk cutting a promo uh just punk punk cutting a promo is always going to be fun i popped Huge for CM Punk because I am a huge CM Punk fan. Uh, for those of you who don't know, CM Punk is probably my favorite wrestler of all time. And, you know, him coming out, cutting a promo, saying that, you know, he, you know, people want the old CM Punk. They want to be mad and angry. Like, and I'm sure you'll get him someday. But right now, I can't help but put a smile on my face. I can't help but be happy to be happy and about pro wrestling again. You know, piping his match with Powerhouse Hobbs for tonight. Um, this is fun, man. This is just fun. I think it was, you know, he even says, like, how is anybody going to be able to top that? And that, I think that was very smart of AEW to put Punk right after uh, Omega and Brian because I don't think if you tried to put a match in next after that, like, that was not going to do well. Uh, Punk was a smart decision to have him there. Um, it was the whole crowd singing Cult of Personality, uh, seeing him come to the uh, – to the, to the, the Babyface Tunnel. It, it, I just love CM Punk. These back, man. I love it. I love it so much. Um, next was Brian Pillman Jr. versus uh, MJF in um, in a singles match. And this kind of cooled the crowd down a little bit. We all kind of knew MJF was going to win here. What was funny is that before the show started, uh, Justin Roberts was going through the crowd and looking for different signs. And he saw a sign that said, We're MJF's parents and we think he sucks too. And we laugh. Me and Sean laugh. I'm like, oh, that's that's funny. That's really funny. But what we didn't realize after the fact is that those really were MJF's parents. To where she, uh, MJF's mother puts it up on Twitter, and MJF quotes the tweet and says, "Fuck off, mom." 
And how I knew is because MJF is following her. That, that they were MJF's parents. <laughs> like that was this is fucking hilarious. Oh man. Uh this this was an okay match. This is a decent match. Um I, I think Sean and I may have um I think we might have missed some of this match because we went to go get some beers. But uh but yeah, this was uh, it was solid, it was fine. It was what it was, and it was really to get MGF some heat. So MGF beat Brian Pillman, nothing new. And yeah, there was that's fucking hilarious that his parents really brought that sign there. Uh next up was Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Now this was very interesting for many reasons. For one, Malachi Black was over as fuck in New York. Uh we loved him. It was great. But one thing that was very interesting, Cody Rhodes was being booed out of the building, man. The people were chanting, Cody sucks, Cody sucks. And the fact that Cody has been dressing up like, uh, I believe his, his name is Highlander from The Boys. I have not watched The Boys, so I'm not entirely sure of the characters. But apparently on the on the, on the on the surface, he's supposed to be like a good guy to the people and they love him. But in reality, he's a real dickhead and he's a real piece of shit. Um, Cody has dressed up like Highlander before when he faced Anthony Agogo. Now he's um, he's dressed up like Highlander again against Malachi Black. And this match, man, it was a lot of fun. Like Black was had he was the he was the the face here. He was the baby face, and Cody to me was the heel. I mean, they were booing him. This chanting Cody sucks. Cody sucks, and you see Cody was acknowledging it. He was like, okay, okay. Okay, he was acknowledging at the fact that the crowd was booing him. And the crowd was booing him a little bit last week in Newark, too. But the crowd here, like this this crowd was not having it for Cody. And the fact, you know, Cody has kind of been doing the same shit for a while now. And his stories haven't really been interesting. Now, I'll say, like, I'm not a Cody Rhodes hater. I'm not someone who's just going to sit here and say that, you know, oh, Cody Rhodes sucks, he's not a good worker, he buries everybody. I'm not going to sit here and say that because it's not because to me I don't think so. I think Cody is is a very good wrestler. I think he's a great wrestler. I'm a fan of Cody Rhodes. My only issue is is a similar thing with the Roman Reigns thing when he was a babyface. The time is it, it, it now is to is to turn Cody heel, and I think at the very least, if he didn't turn heel, you know, the other night, we're we are definitely on the path of him starting a heel turn. You know, I mean, even when you know Black did the uh, the signature, you know, he you know did the the moon salt flip into the uh, the 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 Indian uh, the you know the. the cross-legged pose and then brandy comes in does a cross-legged pose and then just flips flips on the double bird and she goes goes fuck you and people were booing brandy as well and cody also had this ridiculously long cape it was fucking hilarious um you know brandy and arnie anderson are out there um just cody was acting like a heel here he was you know he was uh he <laughs> What was funny is that Arn Anderson uh, missed his. Uh, he was supposed to be on the ring apron, so Cody could accidentally knock him off the off the uh, off the ring. And but there was no steps there, so he tried to shimmy over and he fell. Luckily, Arn was okay, and then they did the spot, and then Cody checked on him, and then he just like kind of yelled at him, saying like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine." 
um, after a while, you know, Black was like underneath the ring trying to trying to get something, and then you know uh, they come back up, and then Cody's just banging away at uh, at Black and just pounding his face, and the referee comes in and he shoves the referee in the face. Uh, and then Black hits him with the mist, and then one uh, Black Mass, one, two, three, out Malachi Black wins, which was the right result here. Malachi Black needed to win. Malachi Black needed to win this match because Cody doesn't need to win here. Cody said recently that he's like, I will never turn heel. I'm like, and to me and Sean are like, well, buddy, you, you, you gotta because you can't just you can't just say you're not going to turn heel or you're not going to turn babyface because first... You got to go with what the crowd dictates for the most part, you know? And that's typically kind of what AEW does. If Cody is getting negative reactions, Cody should be a heel. And Babyface Cody has worked before, but, you know, it's, I, I you know, that time is over. I, I think a nice heel run would benefit Cody Rhodes because personally, I love heel Cody Rhodes, and I think he would be excellent. He would be a, he would do an amazing job, which we we've seen him do an amazing job. Cody is already a great heel; just turn him heel. I think this is the start of that, and I am very much looking forward to what's happening next with Cody Rhodes. This is the first time I'm invested in what's happening with him for a long time. Uh, they also announced that Miro will take on Sammy Guevara next week for the for the oh, almost said AEW the TNT Championship. And Sean was like, "Oh man, we're not gonna like, dude. We already have a stack show. We don't need Guevara and Miro. Rochester can get." that match next week uh and then next we had sting and darby allen versus ftr this was the match that i originally predicted that i thought was going to open the show but it did not uh that man this was just fun this was just a lot of fun man uh ftr coming out with the black trunks with the ftr writing and end ftr and the nwo lettering that was really cool uh Sting comes out to his theme song, which is a banger of a fucking theme song. I love Sting's AW theme song. And then out comes Darby. Um, man, FTR just made Sting look like he was so young. Man, he looked, looked so fucking good. Like, Sting was having a ball. He was having a great time. And I, I was just loving this. Absolutely loving this match. You know, FTR are like the, the best heel tag team. Darby is such a great seller. The, the hot tag with Sting, the, the whole thing was just awesome, man. Um, I was hoping for that, uh, you know, this the uh, the the Scorpion uh, death death drop. I th- I'm I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his Sting's Sting's finishing name. <laughs> finisher's name is. Uh, I'm just gonna look it up real quick. Finisher, uh, Sting's finisher. He is the uh, yeah the Scorpion death lock. Yeah, that uh, that's that is Sting's uh, finishing move there. Scorpion Death Drop, Scorpion Death Lock, Scorpion Death Drop to uh, a, a coffin drop would have been pretty cool, but that didn't happen. Uh, the finish of the match did end up seeing a coffin drop onto Cash Wheeler on the apron where Dax Harwood uh, was tapping onto the cor- Scorpion Death Lock. Man, that is so fucking confusing. Uh, tongue twisters, you know. Uh, fun match, dude. Fun fucking match. I love that uh, FTR got to get in the ring with Sting, and you know, to them, this must be the coolest fucking thing ever. Those guys, those are WCW guys, and they got to be in the ring with the biggest baby face in WCW history, and they just they idolized WCW wrestling, and it just must have been really cool 
to be in to, to be heels against Sting. Um, right call here, uh, Sting and Darby Allen. It, you know, Sting in these tag matches has been you have been used sparingly. Uh, he hasn't been overutilized. Uh, he hasn't been being used too much. Uh, he hasn't been used to the point where people are bored of him, and that's what I really like. You know, he's there for Darby, but he's you can throw him in there for a big match every once in a while. I was really digging Sting's uh, and Darby's face paint for this. Uh, kind of reminiscent of Joker Sting to me. Uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, just it was a fun tag match, dude. Really, really fun tag match. And uh, this led to the uh, main event, which was Doctor Britt Baker DMD versus Ruby Soho for the AEW Women's Championship. Britt Baker won the match with some help from Jamie Hader and Rebel. Um, which, you know, that was pretty cool, man. You know, uh, Britt Baker, uh, and Ruby main event of the pay-per-view for the women's title. That brings some more prestige to the championship. I appreciate that. And, uh, it was a decent match. Uh, I wasn't crazy with the finish, you know, with all the interference, but it is what it is. You know, I think, uh, Britt Baker's over as fuck, dude. Britt is like, you cannot deny how popular she is. I think Ruby's popular too, because the crowd was very much split. It was very split down the middle of, of Ruby Soho and Dr. Britt Baker. Um, it, it didn't really matter to me who won. Uh, I, I, as, as cool as it would have been if Britt won the match, I'm sorry, if Ruby won the match, I don't think, um, I don't think that would necessarily have been the right call, only because Ruby just came in, and you don't want to give the stigma of, oh, all ex-WWE, because you want I'm sure Ruby Soho will be a household AEW name in no time. The fans love her. She's over as a baby face. Uh it's just not time for Brit to lose a title yet. Cause you know how much of a massive fan I am. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know how much I love Britt Baker. Uh, I've been a big fan of Britt Baker for a long, long time. Before she was an AEW, before she was got this awesome character, you know, I discovered Britt Baker back in like I think 2016, 2017, whenever she started wrestling. Uh, and I've been a fan ever since. So, Britt ha- is a star, and she's going to hold on to that title for just a little while longer. I-, I would personally love her to hold the title all the way to double or nothing. You know, give her, like, a nice little year-long title reign. The The roster's got to, you know, evolve and get better and better, which which they are. I believe they are getting better and better. You know, I believe they're trying to build Thunder Rosa as the next, cha- as the next challenger. I think Rosa would be the one to dethrone Baker. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed that match. I enjoyed this, this whole show, man. I, I was just so, it was just so awesome. It was just so, so cool. Um, you know, I, I, I was so glad I got to go and I really, really was going to be down and I was going to kick myself if I just, if I didn't go, I'm so glad I went Sean, buddy. Thank you for. I mean, I was trying to convince you last week, man, when we were at Newark, and then you told me, and I was on the fence. I'm glad we could convince each other. I'm glad we went. Uh, For any of you who went to the show, uh, please let me know, uh, at TNAWP on Twitter, uh, the Not Another Wrestling Podcast on Instagram, or if you want to let me know on Twitter, at CJ underscore 1214, or on Instagram, at CJ underscore 1293. Let me know what you thought about the show. Uh, What was your favorite match? What was uh, your, your highlight of the night? Um, you know, was it on Dynamite? Was it on Rampage? Um, I will say though, I am going to talk about Rampage a little bit. Um, 
I will say um, maybe skip over for the next uh, five minutes or plus or so uh, because I might get some spoilers. I'll do my best, all right? So um, I will say I didn't stay until the end of Dynamite. I mean, until the end of Rampage because the show is in Queens. I live in Jersey, and I had to be at work the next morning. So I wasn't about that. Um, and Sean and I gave AEW this credit, too, that they were smart. This this is kind of how they they did the show, okay? I will give you like a little bit of like what happened with the first three matches as far as the order goes. So what they did with the start of the show I'll here here's something. For those of you who are if you if you really want to see CM Punk's match for Rampage, make sure you are at your TV screen at ten o'clock on the dot. That is what they're opening with. They're opening with CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs for Rampage. If you think it's going to be the main event, it's not going to be the main event. It's going to be CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs. They're going to open Rampage. One more time, in case you didn't hear me, CM Punk versus How- bleh, Powerhouse Hobbs is going to open Rampage. There you go. You should have heard me by now. Yes, it was very smart. They did that. Uh, they, I think Hobbs, Hobbs looked like a fucking beast in this match. It was fun. It was. It was just. It was just a really, really good match here. Punk. Punk was awesome. Here's a spoiler warning. Uh, Punk's back in trunks. <laughs> Punk is back in trunks, and this felt like CM Punk to me. This felt like CM Punk was back. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's great because I, I'm not, I was not digging the pants. I could not get behind pants. CM Punk, old wrestling trunks. CM Punk. Mwah. Yes, that is what I like. This is a fun match. Uh, I, I know you guys are gonna enjoy it. Uh, Punk really wants to work with the young guys, and he's already worked with Darby Allen and Powerhouse Hobbs, two young, big prospects for the company. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, I like him. He's a, he's a great wrestler. I think he's going to be a world champion in the next maybe like five years or so. Powerhouse Hobbs is, is a fucking beast. He looked awesome in this match. Um, seeing Punk in wrestle for the first time live in a crowd uh, I, I haven't seen CM Punk wrestle a match live in attendance, not since WrestleMania 29 uh, uh, MetLife Stadium in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, where he faced The Undertaker. Um, that was my last time I ever saw CM Punk wrestle live. And for such a big CM Punk fan I am, you're, I'll, I'll give a little fun little fact for all of you. Um... You probably imagine I've seen CM Punk wrestle a bunch of times. Like, you know, every opportunity I got. That's not true. In my lifetime as a wrestling fan, I have seen CM Punk wrestle a match three times live. Three times. That's it. My first wrestling show was SummerSlam 2007, where he faced John Morrison for the ECW title, which wasn't a great match looking back. But I was a little kid. I was like 13 years old, so I didn't know any better. But I liked Punk, and I wanted him to win, and he lost, unfortunately. Um, then it was CM Punk versus The Undertaker WrestleMania 29. Uh, I, Punk got me back into wrestling, but the first wrestling event I went to uh, th- after a long hiatus of not watching wrestling, uh, and it was only my second show ever, was WrestleMania 29. My dad took me to my first show in SummerSlam 2007, and then in... Uh, 2013 for WrestleMania 29, I went with my my two best friends. Uh, so yeah, that, that was only the second time I saw Punk wrestle. And 
after that, not too long after that, I didn't I didn't get to go any shows where Punk was going to be a part of them, and I uh, didn't see Punk wrestle until again until last night, seven years later. Uh, well, eight years later because it was a 2013 last time I saw him wrestle live. So yeah, I've only seen CM Punk wrestle three times live, which is pretty crazy considering he's my favorite wrestler, and I've seen a bunch of other wrestlers wrestle a bunch of times live. Uh, this is a fun match, really great match. I think you could probably guess where this one went. Um, next, they did uh, the super click of Adam Cole, baby, the Young Bucks versus the Impact World Champion Christian Cage and Jurassic Express uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Um, everybody, what does this? This was just a fun six man tag match. You know, the the crowd would pop huge for Adam Cole. Adam Cole, man, like the crowd was loving him. Oh my God! The, the the his theme song is probably the best AEW theme song that Mikey Ruckus over at AEW has has made. You know it's all you know it's all about the boom. Like it, it's just a banger, dude. Uh, perfect, just fucking perfect. And I know he said a little while ago, Mikey Ruckus, that is like you know that he didn't draw inspiration from. Uh, undisputed era. He's like I went more the rage against the machine type of vibe, which I uh, which I understood, which I got. You know, I understood. Uh, but I think the undisputed era uh theme song is also very rage against the machine esque. Um, but it was a fun mixed tag match. You know, Christian Cage came out, and then man, oh man, Jungle Boy got a huge pop from the crowd. Man, it is so cool to hear his theme song live. Everybody was singing. It was it was just fun, man. Jungle Boy is one of my favorite wrestlers in AEW right now, and he is the kid is on fire. Uh, this th- this is exactly what you expect it to be. Just a fun six man tag match, super kicks galore. You know, uh, just big moves from Luchasaurus and tail whips and choke slams. You know, diving off the ropes. It was just a fun, fun match, dude. Uh, one of my favorites of the night. And, um, yeah, it was the first time I ever got to see the Adam Cole and the Young Bucks team together. Uh, I didn't get to see Adam Cole wrestle until he got into NXT. I never got to see him wrestle in Ring of Honor. But, uh, but yeah, it was it was a fun, fun match, man. I, I loved it. And then uh, I will say what the second, the, uh, that was the second match. And then the third match of the night was Jake Hager and Chris Jericho of the Inner Circle versus Ollie Ego, Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky. Um, I will put out a disclaimer real quickly for uh, the video that's going to be coming out. Um, I had mentioned that this was uh, the men of the year, Ego, uh, All Ego, Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky's first match of the team. I'm wrong. Uh, it was Sting and Darby Allen versus the men of the year. I completely forgot about that, but that's what they were saying in the promo video. Something to that ilk that, oh, we, we haven't wrestled, and, you know, right, find opponents, and like we found the right opponents. Um, I don't know why they said that. And it's kind of a fuck up on their part, which made me fuck up internally uh, for the video. So, real quickly, uh, I didn't realize that. It's only after the fact. Um, really, um, you know, Sean said, "Listen, if Jericho comes out, I, I just want to sing Judas, and then we can leave." And that's literally what we did. We we came, we, Jericho came out, we sang, we went home. <laughs> so I don't know what happens to the rest of the show. I don't know what happens between Anna Jay and Penelope Ford, uh, Santana and Ortiz, Lucha Bros versus uh, Hardy Family Office, Butcher the Blade, and then uh, Private Party. 
and then Moxley, Eddie Kingston, uh, Lance Archer, and Suzuki. Uh, I I do know what stuff that happens there. Um, I, I I will go to spoiler territory here. You probably guessed that, but but anyway. Um, Moxley and Kingston won the match. I know that. I figured they were going to win. And then Homicide showed up. Homicide, Eddie Kingston's old partner, the the original LAX when they were feuding with the the new LAX of Santana and Ortiz. Um, That was pretty cool. Got a big pop from the crowd. Eddie Kingston said after the match, you know, that, you know, AEW belongs to New York. New York belongs to AEW now with, you know, um, Overall, this was this was history, man. This was history in the making for AEW. This was history for professional wrestling. And I have to thank everybody from Cody Rhodes to Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Tony Khan, uh, all of the all everybody from AEW, just from top to bottom. You guys are making fans like me love professional wrestling again. You're making fans like me be proud to tell people I'm a professional wrestling fan. It's why I I started doing this podcast. It's why I wanted to to talk about my opinions, to talk about what my thoughts were. It's the reason why I wanted to do this. It's the reason why I wanted to do this with one of my best friends in Sean McChesney, you know, who I may not get to do this podcast that often with anymore, but it's I wanted to do it. You know, it's because I love pro wrestling. I love talking about pro wrestling. I love talking about pro wrestling with other people, with other fans, whether I've known them for so long, whether I, I, I've only known them for five minutes, you know, when it comes to my best friend, you know, best friends of mine with like, like Sean or even, even good buddies of mine who I've been friends with at, as long with Bryson Dillon from making kayfabe. How's it going boys? Hope you're both doing well. You know, I love talking about professional wrestling with, with just about anybody. You know, there was a guy I used to work with and, um, and, uh, he, um, he said he would talk about wrestling with me and this guy was particularly someone the coworkers were not particularly fond of. And someone comes up to me, and he, this guy comes up to me, and says, hey, "How, dude? How can you talk to him? Like, you know, like a lot of people don't like him." I'm like, "I'm like, okay, well, it's about wrestling because I can talk to, I can talk to anybody about wrestling. I can talk to anybody about pro wrestling because I love it. I love pro wrestling." And I said, uh, back in 2014, I think it was. Maybe twenty no twenty fourteen, NXT Takeover Arrival. I think the name of the pay per view was the one the one where Sami Zayn beat Adrian Neville for the NXT Championship. Made me fall in love with pro wrestling all over again. This has done it too. This 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 show, just this is why we love professional wrestling. This is why I do this. This is why all of you who listen to this podcast listen to this podcast and i I thank each and every single one of you uh it's just been a fun ride man yeah it's just been a fucking awesome awesome turn of events and uh yeah i i am just so excited for the future um you know one one thing that uh that didn't happen that sean and i were particularly surprised that didn't happen was uh there was no hangman adam page returning you know hangman um Hangman, we thought could come back tonight. You know, we thought maybe if Omega and Brian was the main, uh, Danielson was the main event, that maybe Hangman come back and attack the attack Omega. That didn't happen, uh, and according to the spoilers, he didn't come back for for Rampage either. 
So uh, the dynamite after full gear is going to be uh, in Hangman Page's home state of Virginia, and the belief uh, the belief that full gear is going to be taking place in the Target Center, which holds about twenty thousand people, I believe. I was talking with Sean about this, and um, they haven't said where this is going to be. If if we go onto the AEW uh, website, which we will, uh, AEW ticks for the. Uh, for the uh, event, so yeah, I'm on the website right now, and uh, it, right now, uh, AEW Dynamite in North Fort, Virginia, is going to be uh, on November 17th, the Wednesday, and Hangman Page is on the cover. It is in the Cartway Arena in Virginia. The debut, the Vir- Virginia debut of AEW, and Full Gear. Uh, it just says TBD. Uh, on November 13th, which is a Saturday, I believe. Uh, I believe, yes, that is a Saturday. So that would be the fallout of Full Gear. Now, I have to believe. Hangman Page's hometown, right there? Yeah, it's it's gotta be. It's It's gotta be. Uh, it's, it's, it's gotta be the fallout from Full Gear. And I would say that Hangman Page returns at Full Gear, and this is where he starts to work his way back to AEW, uh, the AEW World Championship. Uh, it's going to take some time for the rankings, and um, I mean, if they could build this up all the way to like maybe Revolution or or um, or even Double or Nothing. I think it could be really, really well-told story. And and I'm telling you this much, that whatever that pay-per-view is, I'm buying the tickets. Hell, the the tickets. I want to see the pay-per-view. Hell, I'd even be willing to go out to wherever the pay-per-view is to go to the fucking show. That's how much I love this company, man. Um, it's, it's such a fun, fun time to be a wrestling fan. Um, but yeah, I, um, I figured Paige will come back because he's got to come back. I know that he, uh, he took time off because his wife is pregnant. Well, at the time, I guess was pregnant. Maybe his, the, they had the birth of their child already probably. And we don't know what's going on with Hangman Page. We don't know where he's been. We don't know what he's doing. He's kind of social media silent at the moment. So I'm guessing that'll be the thing considering, uh, when he comes back, people will be so Excited to see him. Um, how long you know it'll take him to get back up in those rankings? It, uh, that's why I say we could probably see uh, we could probably see uh, Hangman have a match for the world title at Revolution, or we could see him have a match at uh, at uh, Double or Nothing. So let's do the timetables here. So Christian Cage, because let's go because they take the rankings very seriously. Christian Cage did want the title for Kenny Omega, but he couldn't get a championship match because he just started here. So he arrived in February, uh, March, April, May, June, July, August, uh, seven months. Took uh, about seven months for Christian Cage to get a uh, title match. And it's September now. If he returns in November, let's see here. Uh, December, January, February, March, April, May, Double or Nothing usually is in May. So in about six months, if they want to rank up Hangman Page to go back for the world title, I think they can do it. Um, I mean, that because if they put, like, this is, they'd just be long-term storytelling at its best, man. We all want Hangman Page to be the world champion. We all want him to become the world champion. He's 
He's so deserving of it. The the crowd loves him. You know, we were we were getting cowboy shit chants a little bit. I don't know how well the crowd was. Uh, you guys at home that were watching the show, I don't know how long you how much you heard it. We were trying to get cowboy shit chants going on. You also don't want people to kind of forget about Paige in a way too, because we have all these guys in in AEW now with you know Danielson and Punk and Adam Cole. Uh, you, you know, we don't also want to take away from the fact that. Page has been here from the very beginning of AEW, and he's made his intentions clear that he wants to be AEW World Champion. So I just don't want AEW to forget about Hangman Page. And, and I have a feeling that, you know, the crowd loves Page so much that when he returns, he will be cheered, and the roof will come off of whatever fucking building they're in when he makes his return. Because as much as I love I love the Danielson Omega match, I don't think Danielson's going to be the one to take the title from Kenny Omega. Um, I think once uh, Omega is loses the world title, it frees him up to do more stuff with, uh, with other wrestlers. Because they take the ranking system so seriously, they need more guys they, they would need more guys who are on a winning streak to face Omega. Now we can take a look at the AEW rankings real quickly and just see who's kind of on top right now. Uh, AEW rankings, uh, we can see the rankings as of yesterday, so, um, or the 22nd, the time of this recording, because um, right now the top rank uh, competitor in AEW is Orange Cassidy with a record of 16-1-1. Then we have Powerhouse Hobbs in second at 16-2, John Moxley at 13-2, Christian Cage at 7-1, and, and Jungle Boy at 13-2. Uh, with the women's, we have uh, we have Ruby Soho, who is, well, unfortunately, uh, she, she is 1-1 one one now. So I think she's going to get knocked down. So I believe Thunder Rosa would be uh, in her place. So then Jade Cargill, 14-0. Hikaru Shida, 15-1. And then Ty, uh, uh, Ty Conti at 26-4. and four. So I don't know who the fifth person would be at that point. Uh, and then the tag team rankings, we have uh, the Young Bucks at 10-2, uh, Jurassic Express at 11-3, FTR at 8-1, the Gun Club at 8-0, and, oh, and then Private Party at 8-2. On the champions, uh, Omega 7-1, uh, Miro's 13-0, Britt Baker's 14-1, and, and the Lucha Bros are 12-0, and oh, all of their 2021 records. Now... Uh, I don't see Danielson being the one to face Omega at full gear. But I was saying this a while ago. When they were doing the triple threat match for Pac and Cassidy. Uh, dude, I want Orange Cassidy versus Kenny Omega. I got to get that match as while Kenny is still champion. Because it would it would just be so crazy, man. Like we thought, maybe we thought Cassidy versus uh, versus Pac was 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 great. I mean, that triple threat was just a taste of it, man. Like that triple threat, like I bought in hook, line, and sinker that Cassidy could was probably going to win that match, and I was fooled, man. I was so fooled. So. I want to see Cassidy versus uh, Omega, and I think that's probably what the route they're going to be going in following to full gear. I think it'll be Orange Cassidy versus Kenny Omega at full gear. Judging by the other um, the other ranking systems, from what I see here, um, I can see like if the Young Bucks were still the tag team champions, I could say that I could see Jurassic Express being the ones to beat the Young Bucks, but. 
But the Lucha Bros won. So I don't know what tag team will will eventually come up and face them. Maybe FTR could be the ones. They're the uh, they could beat them. Maybe the Young Bucks could beat them back. Who knows? Uh, I would just like to see FTR back in the uh, tag team title hunt. I, I think the Young Bucks had they had the longest tag team title reign. They can kind of be away from champions right now and just be you know they're they're the Young Bucks. They don't need the tag team titles at the moment. Um, one person that I would love to see now we have Cassidy. I think he should be the one facing Omega at full gear. You know we have Powerhouse Hobbs and Moxley and Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. Um, you know I think uh, you know Moxley versus uh, Miro could be pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if Miro, uh, Moxley would win, but uh, it'd be a fun uh, a fun match. But the one guy I actually think who should beat Miro for the TNT title is uh, is Jungle Boy. I think Jungle Boy, um, he's proven himself that he can hang. The kid can go. I mean, he's only like, I think he's only like 24 years old or something like that. He's he's a young kid. Yeah, he's 24 years old. I mean, he's three years younger than me, and he's and he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, this fucking kid. I, I love him. He's, I'm a big fan of his. So I don't think he, he'll be the one to beat like someone like Omega, but I think he could be like a great underdog babyface to beat Miro. I think Miro will just stack up guys left and right and beat them. I don't see Sammy Guevara beating Miro. I think that could be a fun match. I just don't see him beating Miro for the TNT title. Uh, I Whether I see Jungle Boy at full gear versus Miro happening, I think because um, I think Moxley is probably going to get that match first. Um, I don't get why uh, 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 Moxley is... Oh, okay, I think it's also their overall ranking as well. Um, it's like Because Moxley's he's 13-2, but his overall record is 59 is uh, 50 and and 9 and 1 whereas Jungle Boys is 60 31 and 1 um I would say that I I think that um Moxley would probably get that match against Miro it would be cool I don't think we haven't seen Moxley and Miro really uh tangled up in this version of their characters you know of their former personas uh the personas that they they have now but it would be cool to see them go at it yeah, I, that's what I see happening. I see uh, Moxley and uh, and Miro going one on one. I uh, yeah, it should be a fun time, man. Uh, Lucha Bros, uh, probably maybe Young Bucks. Just one more time, get the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros in there one more time. Um, personally, I want to see them face FTR. I want to see FTR go after the tag titles again. And then for the women's, uh, I guess maybe it's Thunder Rosa that's next. Who knows, man? Um, overall, guys, this is the, I really don't have time much to talk about anything else. Uh, the whole thing with like Ric Flair, the Plane Runner from Hell, Dark Side of the Ring, and Tommy Dreamer. Um, I, I just I'm not going to talk about that. I, I I think that's been talked about Ignazium this week. Uh, my opinions about it. I don't know. Um, in the world we live in, who know who knows what the fuck happened? It was obviously it's treated very much more seriously now, and these allegations should be treated seriously. Things Tommy Dreamer said. I mean, he was trying to trying to make a joke or light of it. I, I don't know. It's just it it didn't bode well with everybody. So, but he apologized, and uh, hopefully things can kind of you know go back, and we can kind of just live our lives again. Um, overall, um, just wait and see how things turn out. Uh, just. That it is what it is. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Um, overall, man, I love this week's episode. I love AEW. I think this is the first episode I've done probably that is pretty much all AEW. That's 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 all this was. Uh, 
I think we'll, we'll wrap it up here, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, I appreciate every single one of you who listens, uh, all you guys. Thank you from the bottom of my heart so much. I, I love doing this podcast for you guys. I love doing this for me, too, because I love doing it. But but just so you know that there are actually people who listen to this thing, uh, you guys are, are fucking awesome, and you're the best. You're the best for listening to this thing. Uh, please, again, be sure to be following us on, on Twitter, at TNAWP on Instagram at the not another wrestling podcast. Uh, you can listen to us on your favorite podcast app, whether that is Apple podcast, Spotify, uh, Google play, uh, wherever you can find your podcast. Can we leave us, please leave us a far five star review, uh, and tell us about your friends. Uh, let them know uh, about this podcast and please make sure you are following us on social media uh, at TNA, at TNAWP on Twitter and the not another wrestling podcast on Instagram. So you can keep to date when the YouTube video is going to be dropping, the, the vlog of the AEW uh, uh, show at Arthur Ashe Stadium this past week. I'm going to be dropping that on YouTube very soon, sometime next week. So you're going to want to make sure you uh, stick around and wait for it. Thank you guys all so much for listening to this episode. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm on Twitter at CJ underscore 1214 and on Instagram at CJ underscore 1293. Uh, thank you guys all so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I have been CJ Palmasano, and I'll see you all next time. Personality, a cult of personality.